How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject, where essentially I want to talk about, um, I, I have to be honest with you guys, last week I did a podcast on the Havana Syndrome. And essentially, if you're not familiar with what it is, it's this uh, report that's been that started in 2017, I believe, with uh, U.S. diplomats working out of the U.S. Embassy in Havana, Cuba. They essentially, a lot of them start to report uh, weird symptoms, essentially feeling dizzy, having massive migraines, feeling nauseous, um, and, and just feeling something wrong with themselves and not knowing entirely what's causing it. And it, it was so bad to a degree that the U.S. State Department had to essentially tell everyone that was not super essential to leave the embassy. Um, lo and behold, the years since, since 2017, there have been repeated events of these that essentially have occurred on multiple different um, U.S. diplomats and also CIA operatives or people working in the intelligence community. And they've happened in multiple different parts of the world. Uh, predominantly in um, and out like in other countries like Cuba, Russia, China, and Australia are the four that I know of off the top of my head. But in recent times, in very very recent times, in the last month, it's been it's been reported that as early as um, the inauguration of Biden's, that there were also similar events like these happening close to the White House. And essentially, the narrative is that this is somehow some form of directed energy attack used against these people. Somehow, whoever the perpetrators are, are having some level of technology that's sophisticated enough that it's portable, small enough that they can hide it, and essentially are able to, um, to cause this level of harm from a long distance away and also having the ability to penetrate through typical walls, windows, and things of that nature. Because most of these people that are reporting these symptoms, they're reporting them inside of a building, not outside. And there's normally no one within inside of them. And I, I have to admit, I am fascinated by the Havana Syndrome. I literally spent my entire morning this morning because I saw an article t- this morning talking about how there was another reported case of a diplomat outside the White House that um, was starting to report some of these symptoms and, uh, again, piqued my interest. I mean, when I first heard about it a few weeks back, and then um, actually I I probably heard about it when the first case was being reported on, but it didn't really – I think I had like a lot of things going on in my life at that point, but this was – this has been a wild adventure. I've been following up on this stuff and it's it's crazy because they're not entirely sure who's doing it, but the theory is that it's possibly Russia of origin because there's been um, witnessed accounts of FSB or what would be the equivalent of the CIA for Russia operatives out in the field relatively close to people that are reporting these symptoms and so the idea is that it's possibly the Russians doing it. Why they would be doing it, essentially, the idea is that uh, Russia, after the Cold War, I mean, they were the Soviet Union, 
But after the Soviet Union broke broke apart because of a lot of issues, um, Russia kind of lost its relevancy. Essentially, the Cold War ended when when the Soviet Union broke up, and Russia was a shadow of what it used to be as a country and its influence and power. And so in recent times, it seems that uh, the narrative has always been America and China, America and China, America and China are going at it one, um, both economically and militarily as well, leaving behind Russia as this threat to Americans and now putting China as the, the main focus for uh, pretty much anyone that's, that views some component of the world as an adversary. And so it seems that Russia is not liking that position because they kind of enjoy this position of being able to cause fear and, and turmoil. And so the idea is that they're possibly doing these events to kind of maintain their relevancy because they kind of need this relevancy. Um, because if the United States views as, uh, views them as a threat, it, it's, it allows Russia to kind of use that narrative as developing levels of propaganda and justifying more investment into military operations and equipment. And so um, that's that's a theory. Essentially, it's possibly Russia. But as I'm reading this, I, I you, you have this narrative, this whole Havana syndrome thing going on at the moment. You have the uh, more and more uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon or UFO sightings being uh, declassified or verified by the U.S. government and essentially uh, members of Congress uh, putting in initiatives that is going to require multiple people, different uh, branches of government to kind of collaborate and then release whatever information they have on UFOs. And I've talked about it in another podcast in the past. It was probably like a month, a month and a half ago. But I feel like the media in association with all of these things, which are probably legitimate threats, not probably, but like things that uh, we generally don't know what's causing these issues, I think are exasperating this, these events because they're trying to develop some level of fear in society because the pandemic is kind of coming to an end, especially with this, like I said in yesterday's podcast with the recommendations from the CDC on wearing masks and how I don't agree with that. And it seems like a lot of people in the medical field also agreed with me as well. I've been reading a lot of articles about that today, but um, yeah, it just, it seems like for the typical American, this pandemic is, is pretty much in a rear view mirror. It's, it's slowly disappearing and, and people are slowly going back into a normal life. And so this country is utilizing they're, they're they want to maintain i don't know I, I i don't know the agenda i don't know if there is an agenda i don't know if there's people i mean there has to be some level of agenda because you just cannot be as powerful of a country as we are if we didn't have some level of agenda preparations for the events that occur around the world but it just seems that whatever the case may be one of the things that that drives America to move forward and and generate commerce and 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 investment is essentially it's war it's warring essentially since world war 
one, America's been constantly involved in almost every war, global war, essentially, or any war pertaining to resources. And it just seems like America's trying to develop a narrative to try to get us to either really, really hate China or really, really hate the Russians or both. And again, to kind of just maintain this constant feeding of of money into the military system. And I just, even if this stuff is real and legitimate, it's not affecting me as a person. I don't think it ever will I, because it seems like this technology is very directed to individuals and I mean, I'm not really someone that can really have an influence on on how much, so it doesn't seem like someone's going to be wasting their time doing that against me. But it is scary. I'm fascinated about UFOs, and I have been, and I talked about that in my podcast. But again, this is a little bit different as well because it just seems like the we're trying to justify more and more investments into our military during a, a a period of relative peace at the moment. You have the struggles going on in the Middle East. You have the whole, and that's another thing too, this whole Israel-Palestine issue that's that's been going on. Again, it just feels like Israel is a massive ally of America's. And honestly, Israel really couldn't get away with doing much in their country if it wasn't for our country pretty much signing off on whatever occurs over there. And so... It just seems like there's so many different global things that are going on to try to promote this agenda of getting people to have some level of fear towards some kind of idea or or country so those in power can continue to maintain their, their positions of power through a heavily invested military. But is this just a realization that I, I, I came up with today and... I just don't want to subscribe to them. I know, like again, like I said, the, the threats are probably genuinely real, but I can see with conjunction of the media, it just seems like as though they're really just, and it's always been like that since I was a kid. It's like there's always something for Americans to have to be afraid of. There's never some love, I, like period of just peace where nothing's really going on and that's it. It's never been like that since I was a kid. There's just always been something. Um, the most, the one that I can remember the most is the Y2K scare. But prior to that, when I was a little, little kid, there was the whole, uh, dot com, dot com bubble, uh, the oil crisis before that. And it's just been nothing but just like after, um, you know, Y2K, then it was 2001, the terrorist attacks of 2001. Um, and then that, that lasted for a while, essentially. But those are my thoughts on that. I would love to hear your guys's. But on that note, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. And I'll catch you guys mañana. Peace.